Are we ready to rage? We are ready. Welcome to Ready to Rage. I'm Sandy Scanlon. And I'm Ashley McCoy. And we're your girls for fashion, pop culture, and feelings. Today we're doing a mini-sode about Astroworld, so we're going to dive right into it. But I do have to say, this is becoming our bit now. We did the thing where we recorded a whole episode and it didn't come out well, so we're re-recording for the second time. It's okay. Um, Really what happened is that we recorded an entire episode. It went great. Love the way it sounded, love the outcome. And then we realized that my audio on my end was horseshit. So I bought this very cute tiny mic and that is what you are hearing me through now. I hope it sounds good. It looks really cute. You should make TikToks with those. I feel like a lot of people do that. They have like a tiny little microphone. Actually, that's why I got this is because <laughs> that he saw people use these tiny little mics on TikTok and he was like, you should buy one. I feel like the audio sounds really good on them. And yeah, it was 20 bucks on Amazon. Amazing. Hate Jeffrey Bezos, but you know what? This did come in handy. Um, if you are living under a rock, you might not have heard about Travis Scott and his Astroworld debacle. First, I want to start off with who is Travis Scott? Jacques Berman Webster II. Jacques. Jacques. <laughs> I like it. It sounds like a real professional grown-up name. Um, known <laughs> professionally as Travis Scott is an American rapper. Jock, he had a festival that's been running for a few years now. I believe the first one was in 2017 called Astroworld after his last album. And it's held yearly in Houston, Texas, where he is from. And this year's Astroworld ended fatally. The death toll for this Astroworld has risen to nine people. Those people range in ages from nine years old to 27 years old. And you guys are probably wondering why on earth would anyone die at a music festival? Well, we are here today to explain all the reasons why this is not as surprising as you guys would think it is. And this was kind of just waiting to happen. Yeah, it totally was, especially specifically for him. Like, I'm sure this at a lot of festivals, it's borderline unsafe, and there probably needs to be overall reform. But he literally has a psychological problem where, like, he didn't, obviously didn't want people to die, but he wants, like, complete chaos at his shows. Like, it's planned, basically. Yes. If you guys aren't aware, Travis Scott is a rapper, but his rap music is rather different than a lot of other rappers that are popular right now. His music is very different from a lot of rappers that are out right now. It is rap music, but it's more of like a vibe. It's more, his concerts and his energy have more of like a rock fusion to it rather than just your regular old hip hop feel. Mm -hmm. And that's great. It makes him very different. It has a very different audience, but it also encompasses a lot of aggression and he likes to quote unquote rage at his shows and encourages his fans to do that as well at his shows. So that includes moshing, really jumping off of things, just going crazy, guys. Like not 
your regular just like having a good time like he wants you to like get really really amped jump around do a lot of stuff that seems borderline usually not just borderline but is unsafe he wants people to thrash because you can rage and like dance or sing or do whatever but he wants people to physically be like jumping over barriers and jumping off balconies yeah which is weird it's very strange now looking back on it because there are more articles resurfacing now that were written in like 2017 and audio clips of him talking about how he loves seeing people go buck wild at his concert. So I have an article here from internationalthenews.com, real official name. <laughs> um, Travis Scott's 2017 paralyzed victim speaks out after Astroworld tragedy quote, if only he learned. So there was a victim who was paralyzed in 2017, Kyle Green, Mm -hmm. who was encouraged off of a balcony and was encouraged by Travis himself saying, don't worry, don't be scared. They're going to catch you. Everyone's going to catch you. It's going to be good. And then it wasn't okay. It wasn't good. He's now paralyzed and I believe wheelchair bound. That's crazy that A, this wasn't bigger news when it happened, but B, that there weren't legal repercussions. Because he, I know it's like, it's not like he had a gun to his head or like pushed him off the balcony, but he's in a position of power. He's super famous. This guy's seeing somebody he loves live. He might be drunk, whatever, you don't know. Like, and for him to say in front of like hundreds and or thousands of people, jump off a balcony, like you should have some accountability for that. That's crazy. Yeah. Also, I do want to make a comment. Every time, I don't know if you've noticed this, every time I look at the amount of people who are injured or have passed away due to this, I feel like the number changes. Yeah, it's been evolving ever since it happened and there's new news every day, new lawsuits, and we can talk about the lawsuits a little bit later on. But I think I was, when you said nine, I wanted to even say I thought it went up to 10. So I thought Um, it was 11 days ago. I thought that it was 11 people who died like days ago, like a week ago almost. And then I heard that it was actually eight and then it raised to nine. And then I was like, yeah. okay, nine, 10. I'm not sure anymore. So I believe it was eight initially. And then two, like I know one woman was in a coma and passed. And then that boy, so there was a nine-year-old boy. It was really tragic. This boy's father brought him to the show. Um, They were in the back of the show. They weren't even in like the front where you, picture people basically being squished and trampled but it occurred during the entire crowd that's what they when they say crowd surge like they're talking about the entirety of the 50,000 people like everybody was getting crushed so this boy was on the dad's shoulders and they just got swept up in the surge they got separated really tragic the boy got trampled and he was alive for about a week and a half and he was in a coma and unfortunately uh one or two days ago he passed away it was really sad the crowd surge happened around 9.30 p.m. during Travis's headlining set. At and the- Drake, sorry, Drake was on, Drake came on stage too, and that's like yeah. what set it over the edge. Why he's getting sued as well. I don't know if I agree with him getting sued too. Yeah, he I mean. end up planning anything. He didn't plan anything, and he was a guest there, and he doesn't have the history this is A, Travis Scott's event, and B, he has a history of 
this happening at his shows. So I feel a little weird about Drake being sued too. Then again, I don't feel bad for him because he went out to Dave and Buster's and partied after the show when eight people were dead. And the next day when he definitely knew that people died, like you could argue that night at Dave and Buster's, maybe he didn't know. Mm-hmm. But the next night he went to a strip club and spent a million dollars. So like, I don't agree with him being sued, but I'm also like, you clear, like, it's weird to be out partying when your concert people died at it. So I kind of don't feel bad for him. Yeah. It, it's just, it's weird that they feel very, like, they're not very connected to this. So yeah. Um, like you mentioned, the people who passed away ranged from ages nine to 27 and that's just really sad because people shouldn't die at concerts. Um, you know, officials have vowed to provide answers on this tragic event and how it unfolded. And they're saying they're investigating. But I have some thoughts about Houston PD and um, the event planners Live Nation on how this came to be. So there were reports saying that the Houston, I believe the sheriff or the head of the police department said that he was concerned about Travis and they kind of had like a, a sit down talk with him because they know that he does things like this. Like his concerts have a reputation for being very wild, very out of control. Yeah, so didn't the police chief basically sit him down and be like, look, this is unsafe. And not even just because of him, like, personally, but because there were 50,000 people and not enough security and it was just too small of a space. Yes. And, like, they'd oversold the tickets. Like, like it was a plane. Like, they oversold everything. They didn't have enough space. I think they were trying to recoup a lot of money because last year Astroworld could not happen. I'd also seen yeah. that the ticket prices had gone up since before. So they were trying to make as much money as humanly possible. But it's disgusting because these people, all these people involved already have so much money and you can't scale back 10 to 20,000 people and make like, a t- you're still going to make a shit ton of money and just make sure the people who attend are safe. Like you really have to. And there were also reports that like Live Nation cut a lot of like security measures and they're kind of like cutting corners. So I don't know, like you're already making so much money, you really, it's just like that typical American capitalism where it's like, we're going to squeeze every last penny and we don't give a fuck about anybody else. It's it's so annoying. So we've mentioned before that Travis Scott has a history of being chaotic at his shows. I don't, I did not watch this documentary, but I saw it in 2019. um, Travis Scott had a Netflix documentary called Look Mom, I Can Fly. And it showed the aftermath of that show in 2017 in um, the Walmart Arkansas Music Pavilion in Rogers, Arkansas, where Kyle Green threw himself off of that <sighs> beam thing. I guess one fan was beaming at the, the camera crew. I survived. I survived. It's all good. Um, and that became a part of his brand is surviving a concert surviving the rodeo and it kind of grew to be this thing where he feels like it's like a badge of honor first to get yeah that somebody was injured or somebody died yeah which is so messed up and then if you don't do well then it's almost like saying well they can't hang it's not like oh they can't handle a hit off a blunt it's like oh you couldn't handle like your arm getting broken Someone actually did die at one of his shows previously, 
And he does talk about this fan, not by name, but does talk about this fan sometimes and says, oh, that guy, that guy's a hero. Like, wow, he really couldn't survive the rodeo. Like, not condolences to his family. That's so... He should have been canceled so long ago. Like, I'm sorry, I'm I'm not trying to yell over you. I'm just so mad about this. (laughs) Like, what? It was very strange that he was, like, speaking about this guy as if, like, he let him take it, like, let him take a hit off his blunt. It's not the same thing. Yeah, it's like, haha, you you had a bad acid trip. Like, nope, this person's dead. Yeah. So, following this show, Scott faced three misdemeanor charges of inciting a riot, disorderly conduct, and endangering the welfare of a minor after he invited fans to overpower security and rush the stage. Sound familiar? Wait, so what year was this? Sorry. This was 2017. Okay. And then there was also an incident in 2015 that uh, he pleaded guilty to reckless conduct charges after telling a crowd to go over the security barricades, which I think happened multiple times. And then, yeah, in 2017, there was an incident at Hot 97 Summer Jam Festival when he encouraged them to jump the barricade into the photographer pit again. And the photographer had like a meltdown and got on stage. And then Travis Scott got mad and was like, why are you on stage? And he's like, "Uh, because I'm not safe. Yeah, then there's the other time that you're talking about too. So this one, he pleaded guilty to the mis- to disorderly conduct and had to pay more than $6,000 to two people who were injured at the show. And his quote was, I just hate getting arrested, man. That shit is whack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate this guy. I, if I could punch one person, I think it would be Travis Scott. Like, his facial expressions and stuff. Like, you always see the pictures of him performing, and he just looks, like, really, like, full of himself. And, like, I just always wanted to punch him in the face. And then this happened, and I was like, I knew. It's that you're picking up the vibes. But really, he, this is his thing. He likes it. He, he kind of creeps me out. And I think that we are now understanding more of his pathology and realizing listen, this guy kind of gets off like almost like Army Hammer, but in a much less way. He likes seeing people lose their mind over him. He's got a weird God complex. He wants everyone to lose their mind. He wants you to get so excited to see him that you're going to pass out. And it's creepy. It's really creepy. Yeah, it is weird, especially because like he is marketed to like minors as well. So um, we, we can discuss this young man, the uh, or child, because he's nine, who was at the show. Um, I have heard a lot of people say, well, why would their parent bring them to a show like that? While I do believe that you should do research about where you're going before you bring your child, I don't think that anyone would think that their kid is going to die or be injured at a concert. No. And I think that is impo- it is important to note that a couple years ago, Travis Scott played the Super Bowl. And yeah. do you remember what he opened up his Super Bowl performance with? Yeah, how could I forget? It was the SpongeBob Super Bowl clip. <laughs> exactly. SpongeBob playing in a stadium. Do you know who likes SpongeBob? Children. I like SpongeBob. We like SpongeBob because like we grew up on that. But yeah. Well, it is still a run a very long running ch- child show. Kids know him. Okay? He is really good at feeding into meme culture that way. Kids know him. And the second thing is he has Fortnite skins. 
Yeah. Like, obviously, you're going to attract kids to your music. And the other thing is, too, kids, we think of kids as listening to, like, old McDonald or something like that. No, kids listen to the radio. They are very, they're much more aware of the world than we think they are. And even if you're, like, a parent, you're like, my kid doesn't listen to Travis Scott. You really don't know that. So he he has a lot of fans. I mean, yeah, kids are going to go. Very mainstream rapper as the last couple of years he's become a very very mainstream rapper yeah in addition I'm not gonna go through it now because it's a minisode and we're just like going through the highlights but I would encourage listeners to go even just search like firsthand stories even on whether it's on reddit or instagram I saw some really crazy ones where there were girls in the front row they came in advance and waited for three hours in the very front. And they said as soon as Travis Scott came on stage, it was like chaos and they were going to get slammed into the barriers. And it was like, um, it was like the Game of Thrones episode when Kit Harrington gets like, he's fighting a battle and he's losing and he gets crushed under all the people and he's trying to come up for air. That's literally what it was like, how these girls described it. And they said there were bodies all over the ground, like piled on top of each other, and they couldn't get out. And she finally grabbed someone's arm, leveraged herself out, and she was one of the people who was fighting with the cameraman because she had climbed up there and said, there's dead people, people are dying, people are severely injured, you need to stop the show. And security threatened her and said, if you don't get down, we're going to shove you off the the camera platform. So it's just, it's crazy to hear the firsthand accounts. It's crazy that whether it was the front or the back of the show, there were still these surges. It wasn't in one pocketed area. And I feel like Travis Scott tried to act like it was one area, kind of being like, well, I can't see what's going on. If the entire crowd is having a problem, you should be aware of that. So the way that the crowd surged was not like from the back. It was from like all areas, like you said. And that is not normal for a crowd surge. So it wasn't people were being rowdy and then people just got squished because they were just pushing. It literally was because you packed people in like sardines and told them, quote, to make the ground shake during your set. Yeah. So I also wanted to say in his song Stargazing, so the girl on Instagram who was reading this really long story about, I should have saved her name to shout it out. I'm so bad at this. Like next time I will, I promise. But she said this was happening during the song Stargazing and the lyrics are literally in an in a mosh pit of ain't no injuries. I got him stage diving out of the nosebleeds. That was ringing in her ears while she's climbing on top of bodies like being suffocated. This creeps me out. Like I just had like a vision of hearing that song because I like that song. I know that song. And hearing that song blaring and he's like not singing like with his real voice. So it's like this yeah. voice blaring Ugh. and then people pushing and shoving like this feels like a murder fantasy for this man it does I mean and I don't want to get in that conspiracy like lane because you and I had talked about this before but giving into the conspiracies by being like oh this is like a demonic yeah none of sacrifice that. really takes away from what happened and the tragedy that's there so I don't want to say like oh it's a conspiracy but I do think it's fair to say he has psychological issues where he's getting some kind of validation out of people seeing people in some kind of like jungle mean girls-esque situation yeah seeing people distressed people like I feel like it's more than anything it's the power trip of it all knowing that like they're gonna do all this crazy stuff because you want them to 
um, talk, speaking about who, whose fault is it and t- not taking away the blame from who's actually the people who created this. The other part of um, the workings who made this happen is uh, Live Nation Entertainment. The It's a concert promoter that worked with um, Travis to create Astroworld. So they organized it. And they have been cited about a dozen times for numerous safety issues. Records are showing now. Records on the Occupational Safety and Health Administration website shows that Live Nation has been fined or sued on a variety of issues over the past decade, including an an incident in 2018 when someone was struck in the head by a six-foot length metal post and had to be hospitalized. What the hell? And another in 2012 when an employee died after falling through a false ceiling on a stage and the person who fell wasn't wearing any safety belts or protection. By the way, this article is from CNN Business. They're in a lot of trouble. Travis is in a lot of trouble. I think that that's the other part that we need to think about because I've heard a lot of people say, oh, well, it's not Travis's fault. It is his. It totally is. That makes me angry. More than most. I think it's his fault more than most artists because most artists aren't really there. They just show up and it's like a few people there. This is, it's, Astroworld is his album. It is his creation. And he had to have worked closely with Live Nation. So it's literally 50-50. Like he had to work closely with Live Nation to create this. So Live Nation should have been able to, create all the stuff that he had said he wanted and he should have had he should have wanted more for his fans i almost even blame travis scott more because he was on he was the one on stage when it happened and like he could have shut it down but i agree it's about a 50 50 split because they have experience with concerts they know the safety precautions that should have been implemented for fifty thousand people and they didn't do it for travis scott might not necessarily know that however like you said, it's his event. He's he's still responsible for taking care of it. He like this event wouldn't have happened without him. It's not like a concert where he's just showing up, like you said, and like doing a set. This is his festival. And I don't care what anybody says. He noticed people were in distress when he was on stage. He might have not been able to see the severity of the situation, but it should not take people dying to stop a show. Even if somebody's injured or in distress in some way, you should be concerned about the safety and just give it a second, send security down, wait for it to be broken up, people will wait for you. If he had actually stopped the show instead of just been like, yeah, 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 into his mic looking around confused. I can't, I really can't. And like for people saying, oh, well, he doesn't have the ability ability to stop the show. Yes, he did. He could literally walk off stage and not perform and they could have told people to disperse. So he has stopped shows before. There is a clip floating around TikTok right now of Travis Scott at a concert, I believe in Sweden, where he was stage diving or crowd surfing, crowd surfing, yeah. and he um, crowd surfed and was getting back onto the stage, and as he was getting back onto the stage, a fan tried to take his shoe off of him, and then he stops the concert and goes, you trying to take my shoe? No. Are you trying to take my shoe? Seriously? And he looks around at the neighboring fans all around him and go, fuck him up. And obviously, they believe that he said, beat him up. What are you going to do when you're a white teenage boy? At a I concert? know. 
you have waited your whole life to hurt someone. <laughs> Travis Scott just gave you the go. It's the other reason why I hold him accountable is I just think there's such a big difference with the history. Like, like we said with Drake, there's no history as far as I'm concerned. Maybe I'm wrong of him like inciting this kind of reaction from a crowd where like Travis Scott, we could probably have done a podcast just about that. Like mm-hmm. I saw on Facebook people talking about it too and like their experience at his shows and him overselling and people like standing out. This kid in my high school wrote that he stood out in the rain for two hours. He had tickets to the show. He was there on time. Like they wouldn't let him in. This was at the House of Blues and he missed the whole entire concert like outside in 40 degree weather freezing with a friend who was like crying because she had to pee so badly because he oversold the tickets. Like he just doesn't give a shit about his fans. Yeah. It's really just everything he's doing is a cash grab. And it's really sad because like, fine, if you want to have a cash grab and do something stupid, I don't know, sell some t-shirts that that aren't worth the money. Don't risk people's lives because you want to make some more money. Now, there are reports saying that people are protesting outside of his Houston mansion. Oh my God. With signs saying like you deserve to be bankrupt like fuck he does and he's locked inside and he is quote hiding he should be whenever there's a pop culture thing we want to cover it can be tricky because it's only relevant usually for a few days or a few weeks however astroworld will probably be relevant for the next few months there have been lawsuits piling up ever since this started and I think there's over 125 right now they just slammed him with a 750 million dollar lawsuit yes so 125 people who are injured have made like a class action lawsuit for 750 million dollars that is probably more money than he is worth and almost all the money that Kylie Jenner is worth yeah it is nuts and that's just one lawsuit. Yeah, that represents 25 people, but anybody who's injured. Hmm? 125. Yeah, 125. So anybody who is injured can sue, like, psychological trauma if you're stuck in the crowd and you see a dead body. Um, the families of the victims probably all have their, who passed away, probably have all had their own individual lawsuits. Like, there's it's yeah. getting yeah. to be in the hundreds. Aside from this huge lawsuit, there's, like, hundreds of them. Fun hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars it's already hundreds of thousands hundreds of millions of dollars with that one lawsuit and everyone else could eat like at least at least tack on five million per person who is passing yeah that man is going to be so in debt it's not even fucking even if he's not found guilty the legal fees alone are never booking another show again Ever. He is I mean, even if he did, I don't feel like anybody would go. I, I mean maybe he would still go. I think he would still have fans because there are people right now and like we can get into the victim blamingness. So I didn't want to bring this up a little bit, but I think that it's he's gonna be hard pressed to find a venue that will host him, is what I'm trying to say. The Live Nation is going to have a really hard time coming back from this. But Travis himself, now that he has this reputation. He's never going to be able to set foot again into any venue because if you're a venue, you don't want this problem because like, I'm sure that park, the um, NGR, RNG park in Houston, they're going to have an issue booking anything in that place again. So if you yep. own the venue, would you let Travis Scott set foot in your venue? Hell not. Nah. I wouldn't. What do you, like, seriously, I'm going to end up on the news? You mean 
people's children are going to die in my venue? No, absolutely not. Go somewhere else. And oh, so I actually, we have to wrap it up because I have to go back to my horrible sewing homework that I'm having a meltdown with. But I wanted to say one more thing that the video that he posted about it also I found really disturbing. He posted a video and was just like, oh, thoughts and prayers for the victims and kind of had his hand over his head the entire time, like looking really distressed, but it felt really fake. Whenever there's an incident and people say thoughts and prayers, I'm like, that's not really doing anything. Like you could say, I'm so sorry for the families. I'm horrified at what happened. Just like you could have taken some kind of accountability. He could have said, oh, I would have stopped the show if I had known the severity of the situation. Like he didn't say anything. And I thought that that was really disturbing. It seemed super fake, super forced. I feel like him and Kylie Jenner, all the Kardashians are just so removed from the reality. Like they he can't even have a human response to this it felt very fake it was giving me laura lee vibes like crying but there's no tears and his hand on his little head he literally felt like he was forcing every atom of his being trying to make a human emotion and still failing at it yeah the fact that the best that he could do the best he could muster was i'm so sorry i'm so sorry for the ones that was lost really man you need to pay for everyone's funeral. And if they have any remaining kids, you're now putting all of them through college. You're paying out everyone's mortgages. You are doing every single thing you could ever do. You are making memorials, individual memorials for every one of those people. You are like, now you're never going to ask anyone to quote rage at your shows again. It is not easy. You didn't just say something that wasn't nice and people didn't like it. This is not cancel culture. Yes, this is not just, oh, sorry. You, you killed people murderer so i feel like the last thing i want to say about yeah and like just making sure we put onus on the people who actually did this is there's a handful of things that came out about this that felt very victim blamey and upset me deeply so for some reason houston police thought that it was worth saying this fake ass story about how there was an officer there who felt a prick in his neck and said that they think that someone was injecting drugs into people and that's why people died. Because part of why I think that people didn't really care that much in the very beginning about people dying is they thought it was kind of like an EDM concert where people yeah. Molly and overheat and die. Um, and they tried to push that narrative and it was clearly fake because you haven't heard about that again because it didn't happen. It was entirely the concert organization and the artist's fault. And it really bothered me that there was someone in the police office, officers, putting this out and saying this this is a fake story, along with the demonic possession and things. Though all of these things are trying to take the responsibility off of the people who actually made this. It's not demonic, it's just greedy people doing greedy people things. That's what we should call the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But really, like, we shouldn't be glorifying these people. And for anyone defending him, listen, you don't know him. Do not participate in these parasocial relationships. You don't know him, and he clearly doesn't care about his fans. He doesn't care about you. Literally, you could die in front of him and he'd go, wow, they couldn't handle the rodeo. Yep. Well... Thank you guys for listening. I know we kind of just scratched the surface and went through the highlights, but we just wanted to do a little mini-sode for you guys and just, 
I, this was such a horrible tragedy. I think it was just important to cover because I feel like a lot of it's getting swept under the rug. And yeah. like a lot and of people don't know. Yeah, or don't know all of it. And I think for everyone saying, oh, it's not his fault. Listen, guys, in m- most other situations, I feel like I would say the same thing, but this, it's entirely this man's fault. Yeah, I think the people saying, oh, it's not his fault, don't know about the history. Yeah, they that's what know. really put me over the edge where I was like, oh, like, yeah, somebody's been paralyzed know. before, somebody's died before, and he hasn't faced accountability. So it, le- it all led up to this. Like, yeah, this is a ticking time bomb. Thank you for listening. Thank you, guys. thank you you for listening to ready to rage you can follow us on instagram and tiktok at ready to rage podcast send us an email with your thoughts on the episode anything you'd like us to include in the future at ready to rage podcast at gmail.com you can also donate on patreon at ready to rage don't forget to rate and review us on itunes thank you thank you rage